Welcome to the good life. Welcome to the good life. The wait is over. Welcome to the good life. And after all the talk, all I gotta say is Welcome to the good life. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast. I'm your host, Matt Ricks, coach of the Terrace Crew. We're recording live from Sydney tonight on a family trip. We're a bit short. Uh, Tubes got delayed coming out of Sydney back to Melbourne. So it's just me and Dan here tonight. Welcome, Dan. Yeah, thanks, Matty. Good to do another podcast in Sydney tonight. And uh, yeah, looking forward to a quick, short, sharp, quick fire Tuesday night special. No questions with tubes tonight and uh, no tubes is tired. How did uh, round six pan out for you? Yeah, it ended up going really well. I uh, ended up with a 12.64, jumped up about 11,000 in the rankings. So I'm top 10,000 now at about 9,000. And um, yeah, I feel like I've got about 400K in the bank. So looking to bring in plenty of guns this week. Uh, there is a plethora of options. So just looking for a bit of team balance. Yeah, I scored a 12.05, I think, roughly, um, which was good enough to take me from 3,500th up to 1,994th, which was really good considering I ended up making no trades for the week. So saved all my trades. Had some good performers. Talakai, obviously, 114. That decision to keep him, uh, trade him in over Fermore a couple of weeks ago has paid off. Very Feeling very lucky about that. Did that on the buzzer. Uh, what trades did you end up making, Dent? I was pretty disappointed with my actual trades. I think I traded in Pangai uh, with a very, very disappointing 40. I say it every week, bring in IPAP, and I still have yet to bring him in. I had the cash to do it this week, but still thought maybe Pangai might be able to match him at a lesser price, didn't quite get there. Uh, And then I traded out Hiku, who went quite well as well. I bring in Kula, didn't play him. Bring in Suwali as well for Xcoat. So, I mean... Not too bad. It's freed up a lot of cash for me. Uh, didn't quite get me the uh, the points I wanted, though, with those trades. Your trading of TPJ, though, we were out playing golf and we were talking about who you're going to bring in, TPJ or IPAP, and you couldn't really decide. But you went TPJ on your gut. It wasn't the worst golf course trade, though, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh He's not here to defend himself. Yeah, I think that may be why. I mean, I, he surely didn't get his plane delayed on purpose, but I, I don't think he's too unhappy about not not copping it tonight for Tubes bringing in Tane Milne. I think he ended up being benched in the second half a yeah, little he bit. Got, he got, I think he got upgraded to twenty in the end. Yeah. So look, Tubes' pods they're all, they're always going to be a bit of uh, hit and miss, and unfortunately a bit of bit of miss there on Milne. Quick update on the Queenstown group, Dan. We made up a little bit of ground again on on Dad and Dad and Dom. We actually had a hit out just before we get into the update. We actually had a quick hit out at the Lakes in Sydney on Friday, a bit of a trial run for the for the end of season golf trip, and we got on okay. Yeah, we did well. We were three down after eight holes, I think, and then uh, scrounged a par out on the ninth to hit one back, and ended up being one up coming into the last, and we both uh, both shanked one and. Uh, Dom and uh, Poppy put one on the green, so ended up being all square. So looking forward to the next battle on that. The Queenstown bet, we are looking, I, I topped the round with a 1264 and Tubes has actually contributed a bit more again this week with a 1223. So the overall lead still stays with Poppy and, and Tubes, uh, leading by 66. Quick shout out to the Pod Pod group, uh, straight out of Mo. Shawno is uh, still up there in top, ranked 189. Pulled off a bit of a pod play, traded in Tupanua for Nat Butcher late. Uh, didn't quite come off, but hopefully Tupanua can bust out a few attacking stats over the next few weeks. And fellow alum, Shine Bright, is up to 346th overall, which is a pretty good effort as well. Uh, if you still want to get into the group code to follow along, it is 732654. What about Andrew King? Put him in the second somewhere he's too good for this game well the juggler the juggler's come out at brookie let's get straight into team list as we said we want to get this keep this pod pretty short tonight we're recording a few technical troubles but we'll try and get through it it's a big week of decision making for trades uh, friday uh, thursday night points bet stadium we're actually heading out to this should be a ripper 
Sharks take on the Manly Seagulls. Uh, Finucane and Hamlin ULA out for the Sharks, which moves McInnes to lock. Nakora and Katoa are back, importantly, for Cronulla. Uh, tough loss to, to the Storm. I thought they played quite well last week. A couple of brain brain explosions cost them pretty bad. For Manly, they got a couple of middles out. So Tapao is already out, and now Kepi and Aloye have gone down as well. So they're looking a little bit thin through the middle, which will be interesting for Cronulla, see if they can capitalise. Dan, uh, Manly, we'll kick off with Manly. Ola Kawatu getting it done again with another couple of tries. Yeah, big Ola. I love to see him in the team. Uh, he is an excitement machine, and it's good to see him getting those tries off those little little kicks. Uh, a bit of a contentious one for the first try, but you know, still still uh, try confirmed. So good for the good for the super coach. I think there might be a bit of a moment, actually. We were sitting here drinking a couple of four pints. So, you know, I think Manly will put in a decent effort off the Sharks. They might be a little bit battered and bruised, the Sharkies. Obviously, for Nukin, a big loss for them. McInnes at lock is an interesting one for me. I think, you know, he, he does have that super coach pedigree with the minutes there. I know I'm pretty sure he won't come on to play any hooker. As in, he will start at lock. He'll most likely get that 65 minutes, I'd say. Unlikely that he's going to take over Braley for that hooking spot. So if you're looking back at his stats from when he was playing for St. George, just be wary that he's not going to slot into there and get those extra sort of base stats that he that he used to get. Yeah, and Finucane will be back next week. So you'd want to get a bit of a look at how that rotation is going to play out. I think that McInnes isn't an option until you see his his role. And I think that won't be until the second half of the season. Yeah, and just on those uh, Cronulla outside backs, obviously going quite well. And Ronaldo with a massive score of about 125 last week. I did tip him up to one person, so I'll, I'll take that. But <laughs> definitely wasn't considering him for my team. But uh, looking at those prices again, um, Ramian, Katoa, uh, Ronaldo, they're probably just a bit overpriced now to take any of them still. I don't mind Sharks run coming into the next few, although. So uh, if you're really desperate and want a bit of a flyer or if you're a bit cashed up and, and want to go for it, I don't, I don't mind that as well. Yeah, Ronaldo's 630K with a break even of minus nine this week. Look, he's going incredible. His base has been really great, but it's probably a bit of a boat miss, I think. Um, they've got a couple of okay games coming up, but for that kind of coin, I don't think you're going to get a 70 average. Uh, moving forward. Nico had a bit of a down week, Dan, 35, holding him though, if you're an owner. Yeah, I think he's he's getting closer to his, I, what I think will be his average for a year, for the year. I don't see him losing too much more. He might go down about 50K, but he's still got a, a fair few tons in him for the year. So I, I would be holding him at the moment. And I'm actually really looking forward to him hopefully not going that well. Hopefully the Sharks win, but hopefully he doesn't go that well this week because I'll be looking to bring him into my side. Yes, shortly. I think for the for the run home, you're looking at probably him and Cleary as your top two halfbacks this year. And finally, like I mentioned, big shout out to Big C for Talakai, 114, silkiest hands in the NRL currently. <laughs> Trice's king. Long may continue. Yeah, go Big C for. Right. Uh, just on C if you don't own him, Dan, is he is he an option at the five ninety k? I mean, just pure entertainment value. Yes, uh, if you're looking at it with your soupy glasses on, uh, I think it would be be quite tough to bring him in now. Yeah, yeah, really, really tough. I think I think they've dropped the stubby core this week though, because he might have been lining up against Sefer. Yeah, he? he wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't have appreciated that. No. So uh, yeah, look, it's it was great to see it on the weekend. Uh, a guy who was a fill-in, you know, off the bench, now taking on the storm and getting a century in a beaten side. That's uh, that's great to see. I Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with anyone trying to bring him in. We had a great time, the Pod Pod crew, watching that match, cheering Talakai on. Oh. Got us out of our seat a few times. Yeah, so good. Uh, all right, game two is Friday night, the lone Friday night game this week. It's a bit of a stretched-out round with Anzac Day Monday and a couple of games there. But it's the Broncos hosting the Bulldogs. Bulldogs, another really disappointing performance on the weekend. Um, Jake Turpin is out with a shoulder. Corey Pax comes in at hooker. He'll be an interesting watch. Dual halfback hooker, probably not really an option yet. Uh, Ryan James is out with Tommy Flegler coming back in. We'll have a chat um, about him. Uh, Tessie New out with a hamstring. Tamari Martin comes in for his first game for the Bronx. A bit disappointing for Cobbo owners, but Cobbo doesn't get the run at fullback. 
Dan, I mentioned Tom Flegler there. He looked sensational in his one and only outing, despite getting put on report four times in one match and then having a couple of weeks on the sidelines. Um, he had 53 and 58 minutes in that game. Is he someone you're going to keep an eye on? Yeah, he's definitely one to watch. I wouldn't be bringing him in uh, this early, particularly because he's off the bench. Uh, we did speak about him uh, in detail in the preseason. You know, with those minutes, I think he would be top five front row forwards, I would say. So uh, he looks good. He's an up-and-comer. He's young. He's pushing for those spots, pushing for those minutes and pushing for a career. So definitely uh, definitely one to watch this week and see what the minutes are like. Yeah, for me, he really passed the eye test in terms of his output. He was over a base point per minute in that game. He had 14 points in negative. He's 22 years old, like you mentioned, on the up. I really, really like him. If we can get a look at him this week, he's still only 378K. But he could be a downgrade option coming into origin period uh, for your front row forward. Yeah, it's just tough. I know a lot of people are pretty stacked there at the moment, particularly the guys at the top. You've got Payne Haas, you've got IPAP. A lot of people, not myself, have Josh King and Max King. Uh, I have Max King. But, uh, you know, so it is a little bit tricky to fit him in, seeing as he is the only front row forward. I mean, you know, maybe next week uh, you can give Josh King one more week perhaps both and maybe Kings, bring him in. Both the Kings are probably about to max out in price over the next fortnight. Mm-hmm. So Flegler's got a couple of games still till till we see if he gets a price rise or not. So that could be that could be the option. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I don't have, you know, I'd probably saying this uh, with, you know, missing out on him, but I'd probably look to look to drop Josh King before I drop Max King. Just at their prices at the moment, I think Max King's pushing out fifties. He got so he miraculously got upgraded twenty points on the weekend. I'm not sure where that came from, but uh, I love that Fox Sports kid. He always gives him a nice twenty point upgrade. Yeah, absolutely. God crazy. bless you. God bless you, son. <laughs> what else we got from this game? Oh, Stags, Stagsy. Yeah, not many saw that coming against the Panthers. No, I definitely didn't see a hundred coming. I I saw him making a hundred k over the next couple of weeks. I didn't see him likely to make 200k which is on the cards now i think he's still a buy this week at 509k particularly if he goes on a run he's got a minus 46 break even you know projected score with an 83 he's going up about 90k in the one week they're playing the bulldogs he's he's looking very very hungry these days and you know a massive turnaround from the start of the season so well done to anyone that held him I think uh, if you've got a bit of cash this week as well, he's not a bad one to pick up. Uh, just the, the intent is there now from Stags. Like we just weren't seeing it early in the year. He's trying his guts out. He's shown, you know, they've got beat 40 to 14. He's still busted a ton. So if that's, you know, if you know, the term fixture proof gets thrown around pretty liberally in Supercoach, but it, it kind of doesn't matter for him who he plays because he's got that tackle busting ability, mm. the line break ability. It doesn't really matter who they're playing. Um, obviously, the, the main thing is, is he might get less tries, but if he keeps his form up, I agree. I think he's a buy this week. Um, I'm, I'm already looking at how I might be able to get him in. I've got to strengthen up center wing. I think he's the best buy probably over Lomax and Graham, even at this stage, in your center wing. Right, next game is Saturday afternoon, evening. Cowboys and Titans. Shouldn't be a bad game of this. Cowboys are looking like they're hitting a bit of form. I saw the other day they're actually in the top eight. I didn't realize they were actually going that well. So good on Toddy Payton and those boys up there. The Chad. The Chad. The Chad and Tommy Dearden. Who'd have thought it? Not us. <laughs> uh, there's not much to report in terms of team news this game. The Cows have shuffled their bench a little bit. Lumi Lumi drops out and me Neem, Griffin Neem, uh, is back. Now, the bench for the Cows is interesting because we saw on the weekend Lolo's minutes go right up. I think he played 70 yeah. or 70 plus. Yeah. Tommy Gilbert shuffled to the middle, uh, scored really well in, in limited minutes, but it meant Healy and Lukey got 80 on the edge, as did Jeremiah Nanai. Now, Lukey scored 90 with a try uh, and, and had a really, really good game, looked really good. Dan, this bench shuffle, do you think that that is, you know, it's, it's, it's only minimal, but do you think that Lolo's minutes still look pretty you know, in, intact for this week? I don't think he's in for 70. Uh, I think they'll look to play him around the 60-minute mark. 
depending on how the game goes. I think we were talking about it before and it, it looks not great for Lolo's minutes or potentially Lukey getting a break as well because Tom Gilbert can come on in either the back row or the middle. Uh, and obviously Neem is just a pure middleman. So uh, I, I think uh, Lolo will get a little bit less minutes. It was tough to watch him on the weekend being a former owner. Mm. I mean, you know, in hit-up points alone, 47. It's just just, just phenomenal the work rate he put in on the weekend. Yeah, he still doesn't look like he has all those tackle busts in him, but if he gets the minutes, he's putting the big effort in now. He's obviously, he, if he had an injury, he's over it. He looks good. Um, yeah, he's got to be an option as well in, you know, second row forward, front row forward duel now. Yeah, definitely. 567K, break even of 34. Definitely uh, would be that third front row forward uh, you'd look at. I still obviously think Haas and IPAP are in that, that top tier above him. I'd be looking at him and Tavita Pangai Jr. as being your third front row forward for the run home. So if you want to pick him up now at a, at a decent-ish price, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against it. Plays round 13 as well. Yeah, yeah, and and you've seen he has he does have some durability as well. I think last year was a bit of a downturn in terms of you know the injuries that he had, uh, and then the minutes that he was getting. But I think it's been slowly increasing uh, in his minutes. I think he was early he was around fifty fifty five for the first four rounds, and then he's gone up sixty four minutes, seventy one minutes for round five, round six. So if he continues on sixty sixty five minutes, uh, he's definitely going to be one of those top tier front row forwards. Someone I'm looking at is uh, Lukey, 347K, break even of 12. I'm just not sure I can trust Todd Payton to keep him there for the next month, which is, I think, what you would need. What would be the the minimum sort of minute stand that you'd be expecting to be picking Lukey up and played him in your 17 each week? It, it is really a tough one. Uh, I'd, I'd probably be a bit harsh and say I'd want him playing the full 80. I want him to be an 80-minute back rower on that edge there, uh, even though he isn't at a at a huge price, you know, 360K. You could take a, take a flyer and, and back him and it can come off for you. It, you know, but with Tommy Gilbert there, obviously Peyton does like him a fair bit. He started the year with him on the, on the edge there and, and didn't have Lukey. So... Look, one try doesn't make a season, so I, I would be wary of bringing him in and thinking he's going to play on that on that edge. I'm a little bit warm on him just because, like I said, B of 12, he's priced nicely at 350K. If he keeps the 80-minute roll, it's probably likely he goes to 550K or something. You're going to make 200 grand. Yeah. Could you wait a week on him, see if he so, gets that 80? Yeah. It's, uh, it's probably with Toddy. Like, I don't think... But I just think like he's an easy. I mean, you could downgrade if it didn't come off this week. With all these trades that we've got, I mean, he's an easy downgrade to you know if you've got the right jewels, you could go him to Suwali next week, or you know he's easy downgrade option or even upgrade if you've got the cash. So mm. I kind of like it as a bit of a punt. Um, you've got to trust Toddy Payton, and as we said, the bench has been shuffled a bit, but yeah. he obviously likes him and he looked good. He scored like that try scored. He just Emre Gula got dropped. Because he yeah. just used, he just steamrolled him, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I, I like the uh, like the cut of his jib. Yeah, if you're looking at uh, pure rugby league ability, uh, I think he's a really good player, and he's definitely one for the future. He's got a great frame on him. He's still a young guy. He's probably going to fill out that little bit more, and I think he'll be an absolute talent for the next five six years. So, look. It's a tough one. I think there is a little bit of doubt there, but as Matt said, 350k. Uh, there's a bit less risk that you can just downgrade him to uh, to someone else and, and use the cash elsewhere if you need to. On the Titan side, we have to start with big bad David Fafita, busted 120 after 107 last week. Obviously, I sold him before those double tons. Do you have you seen enough in what you know in his involvement rate to suggest that he's a buy again now? Yeah, well, I don't think it's ever been huge. He's ever been. You know, a guy who's hugely involved, He's he just has the ability to get those 40-point plays and do a couple of them through the game and just turn up really, really easy. So obviously people were still, you know, blowing up early on in the in the season saying, oh, he's not, not getting involved enough. He was still averaging in the 60s and one of the top, you know, top averaging second row forwards for those first few rounds from doing nothing. And now he's just absolutely exploded the last couple of weeks with two tons. 
uh, I'm so glad I held him. It's it's so great to see him. I can see you shaking your head now and just just <laughs> just hating hating life, not having him there. But I am so glad to to have him in. I think you know seven twenty k. It's his starting starting price. I think he's pretty much pretty much where he was last week. Was the week to buy him if you thought he's back. Uh, so it's it's tough to bring him in now at that that extra price. But geez, he's hard to watch when he's playing well. I think the key to bringing him in, and this is the trades I've got at the moment. I'm not probably won't keep them, but I think you have to break up someone like a Paps with the big BE that he's got. Bring in Fafida and then probably a fallen gun like Cody Walker. Um, so you, you're effectively getting two guns for one. Mm. But even that, it's pretty obviously a pretty pretty risky move. But yeah, I'll be. I mean, I yeah, I'm big on using new information to update your trade. So I never mind bringing a player back in that I've traded out, but I'm not sure that I could get Fafita back in just yet. Did you Did you end up picking up Fermor when he was on? No, the I didn't. Thank God. Um, mm. I know, I know. Poppy Ricks brought him in, and as soon as yeah, I don't think you ever seen him play, <laughs> and that he saw him play, I couldn't wait to get him out of the team. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad. I think if you go back a couple of pods, I was very much anti firmer just with his base output. He was a bit unlucky on the weekend that he didn't get a try right at the death there. Well, a bit unlucky, or just you know, just dropped, dropped the ball. it. <laughs> you know, but owners were definitely sweating on that, and they would have been fuming that he didn't get that there. Uh, I um, I think a lot of people had the Talakai versus Firma, uh, you know, debate a couple of weeks ago, and and the Talakai clear winner. Yeah, Talakai guys are, are licking their lips at the moment, so he'll be a big trade out this week. Send him off! Send the drifting edge off! Get him off the field! That was diabolical. The next game is Knights versus Eels up there at uh, in Newcastle. Uh, for the Eels, Junior Paulo is back um, off their shock loss to the West Tigers on the weekend. Panasini moves to centre, Hayes Perham to the wing. Uh, and for the Knights, Adam Clune comes in for Crossland. Nothing too relevant there in the changes. Uh, for the Knights, Chris Randall uh, continues to to bust out some nice scores. I think he had a 67 and he's up to 380k now. Uh, he'll be ripe to be, to be moved on in the next week or two. Uh, we mentioned... Uh, we'll mention Tommy Starling soon. Looks like a nice transition from Randall to him. Uh, David Clemmerdan, 94 points in 50 minutes. Is this uh, – he's definitely got to go under the radar, doesn't he? I think it will be a bit of an outlier. I don't think any front row forward can maintain that sort of output in 50 minutes. I, I honestly think that was just a massive, massive outlier. So I wouldn't be going on that to say, oh, he's going to be doing that now for the next few weeks and he's going to gonna get up to 650K. I see him longer term being at that low 500 marks. That's probably where he's, where he's going to stay. So I wouldn't be – I probably wouldn't be looking to pick him up at the moment. Randall now looks like he's getting 80 minutes. I've dropped him two weeks ago. I'm a little bit upset about it. I dropped him and Stalin, uh, and both of them are really, really performing now in that hooking position. You know, but you, I think longer term, you are probably still looking to drop him in a few weeks. I think um, Crossland dropping back to the bench will probably mean he won't get 80 this week. But given that 67 in his score now, he's probably a hold for another week. If you if you own and if you unless you want to kind of make a move at hooker there, Cookie Grant Starling something like that. Yeah, I think you know we'll we'll probably talk about it a little bit with uh, with the Raiders, but I think Starling's a good option to upgrade him to, and it's less than a hundred k. So uh, I don't mind people going early, but it's pretty safe to just leave he's, him there as well. He's not a player that you feel comfortable with in your squad, do you? Like no, uh, definitely not in your seventeen. No, like he's he he wouldn't be playing in my now with teams. I think teams are stacked enough that he would be that eighteenth, nineteenth man sort yeah. of thing. For the eel, uh, sorry for the for the knights continued. Kalen uh, Ponga Dan uh, had by far his best performance of the season, one hundred twenty-two points. He's not really an option though at this stage, is he? No, no. I, I mean, you know, he, he did have an injury early in the year that could have slowed things down. The Knights did have a decent start and he didn't have to do much. I mean, he's he's kind of playing for a contract at the moment, obviously looking to impress. He's obviously an absolute talent at his best. He's great to watch. So, you know, there's just too much, too many options at that fullback position. 
uh, and with tough taff on the on the market this week, uh, I don't think you can pick up Ponga. Agree. Uh, for the Eels, uh, Will Penasini continues to get it done. He, he had a sixty-eight on the weekend. He played on the left wing. You said you saw him at left at at, uh, at center a bit as well. He's back there this week. He's probably not. He's probably okay to hold for now. Yeah, absolutely fine to hold. Uh, for me personally, I'm looking at my team and I'm trying to look for people I can drop to bring in some absolute guns. So, you know, with a break-even of 20, he's an easy hold, you know, but I'm looking at sort of going up to one of the mega guns in terms of always looking and getting IPAP and never getting him, yeah, but yeah. I'm looking at getting someone like that. Uh, but I, also, I you know, he, he gets those tackle busts. He's in a great side. He's going to get some tries. He's he's easy to hold. I'm not sure what they were doing with him on the weekend. They were kind of playing him attack-wise at centre a few times uh, and then going out defending on the wing. And I think when Opicic went on, he went to that uh, to that left centre role as well. So, look, he's a, he's a good young talent. If you don't need to drop him, don't drop him. Just hold. He's still going to make a little bit of cash. Uh, and then the other relevant... Man, there obviously uh, Mitch Moses had another good game, seventy in terms of Supercoach scoring. Well done to those who jumped on. IPAP Dan got a try. Uh, I think he got eighty odd. Did he? Yeah, he got eighty five. IPAP's a really interesting one in terms of the Eels are absolutely burning him out. I've kind of seen and watched him very closely because I really like him and I think he's an absolute weapon on the field in terms of real rugby league and super coach. He's, he's great to watch as well. He scored a very easy try on the weekend, which bumped him up to that eighty five. But early on in the season when he was playing eighty minutes, he was kind of getting. 70 to 80 in base and base and power alone. So it has been a little bit of a, a decline with those stats. But, you know, he's top tier. He's 230, uh, 730K. He's easy to bring in, set and forget, plays a buy round, you know. Bit of, a, bit of an early one here, and I know it's not there because you own Fafida and I own IPAP, but they're the same price now. Who would you rather? <laughs> David Fafida. Yeah, gee, that's tough. No, I, mean, I love the stability of IPAP, but yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think Fafita's the man. At, now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's you're going to get the points with IPAP. You'll get some tries and be happy, but you won't get those games that just he just goes absolutely berserk in one or two plays. Uh, and that's that's kind of what we play Supercoach for, to see those amazing moments. And David Fafita's got about, hopefully got about 10 to 15 more this be, year. He can be just as frustrating though. <laughs> oh, very well. So. Like, last four weeks, IPAP 94, 78, 80, 85. Like, yeah. just to have that just in the take, bag. Just take the points. Every, the thing is, you know, everyone's got him. I love that David Feeder's a little bit of a pod now. Uh, when I am blowing up a David Feeder, it's more at the other Titans players, uh, yeah. particularly Aaron Clark. If you heard last week's pod, I've had a big go at him. But yeah, you know, you worst can, player in the comp, according to Poppy Ricks. Oh, jeez. I don't know if I'd say that. There's some there's some bad ones out there, but uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 great to watch. I think most teams, if you don't have both of them in your side, I'd be looking to get them in uh, when you can. The most important Supercoach game probably of the season is next: Penrith versus Canberra uh, out there at uh, Bluebet Stadium for the Raiders. Uh, Ricky went berserk after the game. Nice to see him bag his players and not the refs for a change. But he's dropped Charles Nickel Clockstat back to the bench. Interesting to see if he plays there. Uh, Rapana named it fullback Savage on the wing. Um, that is interesting to see how they line up. I He was reluctant to play Savage on the wing at the start of the year. So I don't know why he would want to do it now. Panthers remain unchanged. Um, before we get to the Raiders and their uh, team changes in terms of fullback and wing structure... We have to start, Dan, with Nathan Cleary. 151 points. Dropped from 950K to 904K with that monstrous 212 BE that he had. But his BE now is 83. What is your take on... I've, I've heard a lot of early week discourse that you've got to get him, must have, get him in 900K, just do whatever you have to. Where are you at with, with Nathan Cleary this week? I'm not bringing him in, personally. I can see why people would bring him in. And I just don't know where people are getting the cash from or they're trading out an absolute gun like a, like a Pappenhausen to get him in. So they're getting, they're getting TAF, obviously, 
uh, at that halfback, second halfback position. And then they've got to upgrade. Most likely you've got to upgrade Nico Hines. You've got to upgrade Pappenhausen. Teddy. Teddy to Cleary. Is Cleary that much better than those other top tier guns? I mean, first couple of rounds, I didn't see it. Last year, I definitely saw it that he was, you know, obviously the one of the, the best super coacher uh, in the in the in the, in the game. But you know, I if you're having to drop one of those guys for him, I don't see it as a value pickup this week. If somehow you find the cash to go Schneider to Cleary and you downgrade elsewhere because of injury or you've just banked a huge amount of cash, I would definitely do it. Interesting to note with Cleary. So he's obviously coming back from a pretty serious shoulder injury and I actually wouldn't mind your opinion on this, but his base in the three games he's had. So first game he based 10, which is incredibly low for him. 20, 21 in the second game and then third game against the Broncos on the weekend, he had 34 in base to go along with the other 120 points that he scored. Yeah. Is that a good sign for you that his shoulder's recovering well and that he's getting back to that to have that confidence in the shoulder to go back to the you know really tough style running the ball making lots of tackles that we're used to seeing from him? Yeah, I think the confidence is probably the big thing. So it's just getting used to the contact again, realizing that he still has a shoulder that he can play with. You know, those those sort of surgeries once they do the rehab, they're quite secure. And if they've been operated on when you have a subluxation, dislocation, those unstable shoulders, if they've rehabbed properly, then they're fairly stable and less likely to pop out again. So I think it's just building his confidence back into it. I think his base will pick up from what it was the first couple of rounds. As we saw, it's gone from 10, 21, 34. So yeah, I don't know if he will be as good as last year because he just doesn't throw himself into those tackles as hard as he did. But certainly it will pick up and he's just going to be an out-and-out gun in one of the best teams, if not the best team in the comp. Realistically, what could he average? He's priced at a 98 average right now. Mm. Is uh, It's obviously feasible that he could average 98 for the next two months or even the rest of the season. But it's, it's still unlikely, right? Like his price at the moment, would you, you, you wouldn't say that it's value. No, you wouldn't say it's value. The, the issue is, we spoke about it a little bit today, is... If you don't bring him in this week or the next week, you're getting close to origin. He doesn't play those two origin buy rounds. Does he rest a little bit through those other rounds as well, which I think could happen particularly because he's been injured coming off that injury in preseason, you know, and then do they rest him early when he's when they're smashing teams? It's it's really tough to decide. So I think you've got to bring him in the next two rounds if you are going to bring him in before that first buy. Yeah, and obviously he's he's what we're, what we're saying is fixture-proof, but they do have quite a hard run from round nine through to origin. So yeah, bit of a bit of a bit of a bit of a tricky one. I think you're right. I think it's this week or you're kind of waiting and, and hoping that he doesn't go well. Just finally on Cleary, Dan. Ryan Pappenhausen has a BE of 176 this week. He's 890K, I think. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Is he someone, could you break up Paps to go to Cleary? I think you can. I would would just be absolutely sweating on the injury at the moment on uh, Pappenhausen. So he did put up a photo on Twitter of a very swollen ankle. Uh, it looks like he's just done a lateral ligament sprain, which usually they blow up a lot. If you've done it before previously as well, they tend to blow up and not be a hugely significant injury. So they can be rehabbed really quickly. From my own experience, I've had one that looks like that and I was playing um, Aussie rules uh, the next week. So look, he, there's a little bit of an injury cloud, whether he, you know, and he's racing the clock a little bit. If he does, I'd just be looking at your trades this week maybe saving that one if you can as soon as you hear that news bringing in Cleary for that, but I'd be holding otherwise. Can that can that affect his performance, that type of injury, if he's kind of carrying it but it's okay? Yeah, it definitely can as well. So, you know, how much that affects him, that's a really hard question, but certainly it, I would be less confident. I think I traded Peter Hiku out for a similar reason. I saw him limping a couple of weeks ago and, uh, you know, you the, the output obviously went down in his base. Uh, I don't know if Paps relies too much heavily on, on the base. He's going to get a lot of lot of tries, a lot of, uh, lot of points from creating, a lot of points from his goal kicking as well. So 
Uh, look, it's it's not ideal to hold him uh, with the injury cloud, but uh, from a personal preference, I'm going to be holding Pabs. Yeah, I mean, you're probably holding him for the whole season, really. If you can. If you can, yeah. If you can. Uh, all right. The next man for the Panthers we want to have a quick chat about is Isaac Tago. He's uh, low 500s. He's kind of maxed out for now. Is he someone, Dan, you might consider moving on? I think uh, it was a not a bad call from Tubes, actually. He, he's, he said on the pod last week, could you drop Tago? And I sort of said, definitely not. This week, a high-ish break-even, a few guys on the market. If you you know looked at it last week, I think Tubes floated to me. Tago dropped for Stags last week, and he would have been absolutely flying. Mm. He didn't do it, but... Uh, Look, if if you can, it's definitely going to be pod to drop Tago. Everyone has him, so it's a definite pod option. You can make some cash on some other guys as well, but he's he's really probably you know at least your fifth center wing, if not in your top four most weeks. Uh, and you know he's a really easy play as well. So you don't have to drop him if you want to be pod. You could drop him. He's priced probably around where he's going to stay now for the season, maybe go up to 550, but that's where I've got him. Yeah, I don't think he's priced. I don't think he's underpriced at the moment. I think no. I think he's a 60 kind of average guy and he's got a ceiling because he's, you know, he's playing and he's playing inside Taylor May who's absolute fire. Mm. So, yeah, I, and he plays around 13, he's probably the other thing. So, it's really just if you're trying to make up some ground or you're looking for that point of difference move to go maybe Tago to Stags or Tago to Lomax. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think this week of all weeks is probably you've got other fires to be putting out or, or angles to be playing. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be downgrading him to someone who's you're worried or concerned about playing in your 17 each week. I'd probably go to switch over to a Stags. Uh, or I'd via Jules, I'd look to get one of those uh, forward guns in the side. Or, you know, it may be a bit late, but then you're looking at Campbell Graham, uh, Daniel Tupu, someone like that, if you just want to completely bolster up that centre wing. In saying that, you know, he is he is there in that centre wing in my four spots, and, and he's probably one of those first pick there. So tough decisions. On to the Raiders and... Brad Schneider is a guy you just mentioned earlier, Dan, with with Nathan Cleary. He's been rock solid for the Raiders. Uh, he got another 53 on the weekend. He's averaging in base. He's averaging 32, roughly, 33 in base. Just exactly what you want from a cheapy half, getting the job done every week. You'd be holding him if it wasn't for Cleary? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I think if there wasn't sort of Hines and Cleary in that halfback position available, I would be happy to put Schneider as my reserve halfback for the year and just get Nathan Cleary. So it's, it's again, it's a tough one this week because we've obviously seen what Cleary can do. Hines is still not at a price. I don't think that you can drop him. So I've, I'm going to keep Schneider. Uh, I probably won't play him this week just because I've got a strong 17 otherwise, but he'll be back in the 17 next week, I think. My setup is Hines and Schneider at half at the moment. Obviously, Blake Tarth is on the horizon this week. Would it be okay for me to drop to trade Snyder out for Tarth if um, if I can't fit him in? If I don't want to trade Teddy or Paps? Yeah, I think if your intention is to then look to get Cleary and Hines at some stage, that's that's fine. But uh, yeah, it's 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 it has it's it's come at a great time for Super Coaches Taff coming coming in this week, but it's also thrown up a lot of questions in terms of how you structure your team going forward. The Raiders uh, reshuffle is probably definitely need to look at this Rapana Savage CNK combination. Yeah, no idea what Ricky's going to do. I would be very surprised if if they actually start the way they're named. Savage also def- definitely hurt his shoulder a lot in that first tackle yeah, on the weekend. Came reeling. Yeah, I um, you know that's that's nearly close to a subluxation that is going to be very very sore you know it's going to be hard to use that arm at all this week let alone tackle so I'm not sure what they've done naming him on the wing there uh and and also you know Sean's on the on the bench I I have no idea Rapana we did speak about easy an option of that fullback position I mean not what I, from what I've seen the Raiders and how they're going they play Panthers this week 
I don't think his break even's that great, that and his price is not that great either. I think he's sort of mid five hundreds at the moment. Or oh, sorry, he's five hundred about five hundred k. Break even's at sixty seven. You know, I would just I would not be bringing no, him in. Definitely, this definitely, definitely a wait and see option there. All right, we're going to go to a game that I missed earlier on, and that is the Tigers and the Bunnies. Tigers, good to see them get their first win. Uh, no changes for them. Only kind of player that's semi-relevant is Tuolagi, who uh, we don't need to talk about too much. He's a hold for now. For the Bunnies, uh, there's a bit of uh, reshuffling with their bench rotation. Nothing too much to report. Dan, uh, we touched on Blake Taff. He's an obvious bring-in this week. There's You just kind of got to – it's just a bit of you know, shuffling in terms of who you bring him in for. Yeah, you got to bring him in. That's 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 what I think. I, I don't think you can miss him unless somehow you're already set in that halfback and fullback position. But he at fullback, goal kicking, he's going to make a bucket load of cash. You know, Latrell's out for longer term. I think I heard Latrell went for a surgery today, so you must bring him in. Yeah, and South has still got that great little run as well. Um, some really, you know, actually a lot to talk about with South. Uh, Cookie bust out a big 121. He is looking absolutely sensational. So great job to anyone who got on him and, and rode him, you know, to take on Grant at that cheaper price. Probably, you know, you've missed the boat now, fair to say, if you don't have him. Yeah, I think you've missed the boat. Uh, still break even a 10 this week. 670K, I think, is expensive for Cookie going forward. Particularly, we know he's going to play Origin. He's going to miss those two rounds. Uh, is he going to sustain uh, the 80 minutes that he's been playing the last four rounds? I think actually, I think it's five out of the six games he's played 80 minutes, uh, which is great for owners and well done if you did. Uh, I know a few people will be looking to bring him in alongside Grant. It's not the worst move in the world, but I would just, you know, I'd like people to be mindful that you need good team balance. And if you're going that heavy at hooker, you're probably letting yourself down somewhere else and you may get stuck with uh, with some issues elsewhere if you're putting that much cash at hooker. Especially with Grant and Cook both playing Origin as well. So mm-hmm. you miss those. You, know, you can't really bring Cookie or Grant in now to flip. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Jai Arrow, Dan, I know you're looking at selling him potentially this week. Yeah, the the facial injury last week, uh, I think that probably meant that he spent a little bit more time on the bench. He only got 45 minutes compared to some games where he's played in the 50s, uh, in the 70s even for some minutes. So, look, it's I think he's priced where he should be. I don't think he's a rush to get out. You can play him in the 17 if you've got other guys to get out earlier. Uh, but I'll be looking to upgrade him to a uh, one of the super gun front row forwards. Lachlan Ilias, probably if you can, uh, probably. I mean, he's probably got he's probably got a score in him again. But I think he's he's a nice option to trade out if it suits your suits your team. Yeah, like you'd never be you'd never be confident playing him in the seventeen. Nah. Is he going to get to four hundred k? Perhaps, but you know, he, needs, is, he needs a score. Is that is that going to be in six rounds, seven rounds? And you know, for me, I'm looking at people to drop in my team. There's not many at the moment, and he's probably probably high on the list. I'm very fortunate that I held onto Sammy Walker, who's come good. He can flick down to the five eight position, so I can go to Ilias to Taff uh, and make a hundred k just on that trade alone. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, he's he's the obvious trade out for Taff if you can swing that with your jewels. Yes. Finally, for the Bunnies, um, this is the big one for me. Now, I've heard a lot of people say that they're going to bring him in and now they're saying, oh, I've got to wait to see if he can do something. But Cody Walker is 483K with a BE of around 100. They play West Tigers this week, uh, probably their best fixture out of this good run they have. Is he an option for you, Dan? And do you think that, or do you think that if you get him, then you have to hold him for this run and... It, it, it could be a make or break move for the season, really. Yeah, for me personally, I'm not getting him. I've got Munster and I'm bringing in Taff with dropping, uh, as I said, putting Sammy Walker to 5'8". He just doesn't scare me that much this year So if when he's on in my side. So last year and you saw these matchups that Cody Walker had and you're looking, geez, he's, he could be in for 200 here. 
he just doesn't look like that anymore. Uh, hasn't shown enough for me. Again, I think if you're ranked high, don't bother going for that sort of risky play. If you're ranked low and you want to go on a flyer, 480K for Cody Walker is absolute value. I think his break-even is still really, really high. It's a, it's up in the 90s. So, I think it's 100. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, look, I would... Uh, I think he's great value at his price. I think you could take a flyer on him. I wouldn't be risking it if you've got a decent rank. I, yeah, I mean, I would take a little pod view on that. I think that no one will be risking it at high, the higher ranks, right? Mm-hmm. And if it comes off, then it's a you know it's an unbelievable move against the field. Like, I mean, what's the worst case scenario? He averages thirty five over the next month, probably, mm-hmm. which is. Obviously, a disaster. But upside, what if he averages 80 or 90 over the next month and you've bought him in at that cheap price, yeah. make a ton of cash? Um, they don't play round 13. They do play round 17, which is we discussed today. Round 17 is looking really tricky already without mm-hmm. that super trade round. Um, if he comes off, you get a lot of benefit from that from that purchase. And I'm going to seriously consider him this week. Yeah, you're right in thinking that. Like If you're comparing him to other guys that you're looking to bring in at a 480K, Stalin comes to mind, Stags at 500K. You know, if you're doing head-to-head matchups against those sort of guys, against Cody Walker with South's run, uh, I think you're probably backing Cody Walker most of those times. So, yeah, I definitely definitely could see see that as an option. And it is, as you said, very low risk at 480K. bit of narrative as well. Like, Cody is like an ultra competitor. He'll know that his output isn't great. He'll be He'll be doing everything he can especially in the lead up to origin. Like if Luai gets injured, he's probably still, you know, it's probably between him and White and for that 5-8 spot. So, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think, the, I mean, it's always about finding value in Supercoach and I think that he's still better than a 55-point average player. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna seriously consider Cody this week as a pot option and, and someone who could maybe get me up these up these ranks. Yeah, you've definitely convinced me a little bit there. I think if, if it wasn't for my... Sammy Walker trade down to that 5A position. I'm definitely not dropping Cameron Munster for him. Uh, I would be looking at him as an option. I probably would. I mean, Deal Bags is 700K now. Oh, like, yeah, that's pretty juicy, actually. Like, you're looking at dropping that down, making 220K. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, you look at, you know, Cody Walker and a, and a gun front row forward, say, like iPad versus. Deal bags and arrow. Yeah, you know. Exactly. I mean, I'd be probably picking IPAP and Cody Walker every yeah. day in that that situation. So. Yeah, I mean, I spoke to Tubes today actually about deal bags and like it just feels like the floor on him is so high this year. He feels a hard trade. Like it feels hard to get him out of your team when you. I think his floor is probably like fifty. Mm. He's running the ball so much. He's got a great base and he's going to get attacking stats. It's it's tricky. Yeah, he only had that one average game two games ago, and he still scored fifty because he got a try off that bomb. Uh, late in the game. Uh, so I'd say his floor is probably mm. 35, 40 yeah. at worst. At, at worst, worst. Yeah. And he just looks an absolute gun this year, playing on that left-hand side. Uh, so dangerous. And he showed it again on the weekend with that left foot step, just absolutely breaks teams in half. Uh, so I think, you know, I'd love him. I would have loved to get him in my side. And I am a little bit fearful watching him on, when he's absolutely. on. Anzac Day games, Dragons, Roosters. Uh, where are they playing this this year? It's usually the SFS SCG again last year, Dan. This is I know this is a game that gave you nightmares last year, Captain in Teddy for his infamous nineteen or eighteen or whatever it was. Mm. Was that this game? I yeah. think that was again. Wasn't it against St George? They are. They're playing St George. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That. That's. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe I've wiped that from my memory, yeah, and I'm, yeah. that's, I'm just. I'm just zoned out for this. Uh, yeah, that was that was. Uh, I think that was the end of my season. I'd already not captain Paps that year when he got the, the 190 as well, and went for a flyer on Teddy, and he got knocked out. So yeah, I mean Teddy this year now at the price he is, I just can't. I can't trade him out. Six hundred and what is he? Six fifty. Six fifty k. Six fifty. The break even over a hundred. Yeah. Um, I, 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 he's a very popular. I've seen he's already a very popular trade out this week, but I'll be I'll be holding him. But as the, well. the break even, right? So say he gets a sixty or something, and he goes down to six hundred k. What what are you then thinking? He's like you just don't buy him back back, or like are you thinking he'll get down to the four hundreds? I I can't see that happening. I think he's not going to get lower than five hundred fifty k. He could ton up, ton up, ton up over the next three. 
you're absolutely gone getting him out. It's the same situation for Feeder two weeks ago, right? Now, I fell into that Mm. because I thought, well, he's not getting involved. I don't like what I'm seeing. Teddy's not like that. The the Roosters couldn't really be traveling any worse with his squad. Mm. I think they can only get better. Yeah, how, I mean, how much more bullish can we be on the Roosters? We've seen him, we've watched him on the weekend, and it was completely frustrating. Even with Veros coming back, there's something not quite clicking with the Roosters there. And it's really tough to watch. Luke Keery has been absolute dross this year. Uh, you know, a couple of times we were watching them sort of go through those plays. He hit uh, Angus a couple of times just with that flat ball. He wasn't even expecting it. it. Just completely shut down their attack on those third, fourth, you know, tackles. It just, it just something's not clicking. Something's not going right. And I don't know. Do you think it will will come back this year? Uh, I, I I got no doubt it will. Like they're too good a team. Robbo's too good a coach. Kiri just really looks like they're struggling. The only thing why it might, in my opinion, um, Warrior Hargraves looks maybe gone. Like over the hill, he's getting yeah. bashed, which yeah. he's never been like that. I think he's thirty four already or thirty four this year. Yeah, Collins is going okay, but not not the player. You know, not the player before he's eight. he's off an ACL as well. SST isn't even in the team at the moment, but he could be gone as well. I just feel like their middle is a bit softer than it has been. Radley is trying his guts out, but he's not playing that well either. He's also not a ball player, Radley. They're trying to yeah. make him a bit more of a ball player than he actually is. He's better just sometimes tucking it under the arm. Uh, I, I I think you're right with Warrior Hargraves. He shows a bit of, you know, flash in the pan for two or three hit-ups. You know, goes really hard, but I think he's just getting too tired too quickly. His arms are stiff as ever. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, you're always going to get him put on report, Radley on report most most weeks. Yeah, so I think they've got issues in the middle. And also, it'll be interesting, like, Suwali looked okay coming out of his own end. Tupu is their best ball runner by a mile. Mm. They bought Momorovsky back for Kevin Nagama. Nagama just got absolutely smashed every time he tried to run it out. So I think that Robbo's identified that. And, and Momorovsky is a strong ball runner um, coming out of their own end. So I think that's an area they need to lift. Try and get a bit more front foot footy. Give Kiri a bit more time and space because he needs it. He can't. He's, he's, he's just so far off the pace. Teddy looks as half a step off the pace, but I'm just going to give him that chance at 650K. Um I think we can say it's the official recommendation of the pod pod to not sell Teddy this week. Yeah, like I haven't even really looked at, at any options around selling Teddy at the moment, even with Cleary on the market, with Taff on the market, and you can use those jewels. I'd rather sell Paps for 900 than Teddy for 650 Yeah. To bring Cleary in. Yeah. What else we got for the Roosters? Oh, Angus Crichton, back starting on the weekend. He got a 49. Didn't really do much, though. Yeah. It's very tough. Very tough on Angus. I had him earlier in the year. I think we were speaking about the other day. If you, you know, there was a bit of a head-to-head matchup at the start of the year. Do you take Angus Crichton or do you take Cam Murray? Uh, Cam Murray was about 50K cheaper. And, you know, it's just an absolute non-contest now. Here you would take uh, currently in that second row forward as one of those top tier guys. So, you know, Angus has been looking, you know, middle, middle tier at best. Uh, even with those 80 minutes now, it didn't look great on the weekend. I think he's still underpriced for where he probably will end up for yep. the season. But, you know, I don't think there's any rush to bring him in this week. I think his break-even's manageable, like around 70 mark again this week. So see what happens. Put you, put you back to the bench. He's he's a hard sell at 500K. Yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly if he's just not getting the minutes. If he's an 80-minute 80, 80 guy, he's, he's, he's probably a... Probably a hold, but going back to the bench, he's, he's a definite sell for me. Thoughts out to everyone who bought Joey Manu in last week at 650K for his um, Misley 27. If you bought him, you have to hold him now, but uh, 680K this week, break even in the 70s or 80s or something, he's he's overpriced. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, owners just need him to get to dummy half near the line and just, just <laughs> yeah. keep trying to crash over. It seems to be Rooster's best attacking play. Uh, and for owners, that's, you know, he's just so strong, 101 kilos and just, you know, absolutely dances on the pitch. So. He'll play fullback in round 13 as well. So he's an easy hold, but, yeah, hopefully he can get a few better points for his owners and he doesn't leak too much cash. Yeah, I think he's still got a couple of tons in him for the year, so he's an easy hold for me if I've got him. Uh, you know, unlucky if you thought. And I did have a quick think about bringing him in next week, thinking he might get a couple of tons in the next three, but... 
I'm very glad I didn't bring him in. Uh, and then finally for the Roosters, Joey Suwali. Um, he only managed 27 his first game on the right wing for the Chooks. Uh, Dan, I know you brought him in, gone early. There's a bit of a pod move. You traded X-Coats for him, which obviously that's worked out well, but probably no rush to bring him in this week. No, no rush at all. You know, injury, uh, not making the team again. That can that can certainly be on the cards as well. He looked good the first half. I think he probably got about twenty in his base. Went missing in that second half. It was kind of kind of strange what happened. Tupu did a lot of work from the back there, but no rush. Wait wait a week on him. He's obviously a young superstar in the making. Just just hold. Uh, for the Dragons, not a lot doing there. Um... Zach Lomax, again, 53, just every week he's not doing anything, but he's scoring well, great base, and it feels like he's got a he's got he's on the precipice of a ton one of these weeks when he can get a, a meat pie or two. Yeah, he just doesn't excite me that much. I'm I'm definitely, you know, being a Sharky Sharky's fan, I'm I'm not that keen on getting dragons anyway. And you know, like I think for owners he's an easy just hold there. I wouldn't be bringing him in as a pod option at the moment. Uh I don't think he's in the mix for Origin, is he? Uh, he he's in the mix, but he's probably like probably like third or fourth backup mm. center. Yeah, um, and his antics on the weekend, you know, doesn't mm. the, the old footy talking heads didn't like that very much. Yeah, yeah. I don't look. You know, from a super coach perspective, I'd like Dragons to be going a little bit better to be you know shored up on bringing him in. You know, if Dragons are getting flogged. I don't think their draw is that great. It's a bit of a mixed bag. I think they'll have, you know, a, a bottom half team followed by a top top four side for the next few. So don't mind bringing him in, but he's he's not for me. One guy who, Dan, I haven't put on the run sheet, but wanted to chat quickly about is uh, Matt Fene on the wing. So he's come in first three games this year, 28-76, and then a 92 on the weekend with a couple of tries. Uh, he's bit uh, he's 500k probably not you know just just wonder he looked good I thought but just just wonder sort of I think he looks on. looks good as a player his base isn't there he got a couple of tries and got a 92 I'd probably be looking uh looking for a little bit more got some got some good evade you know stats going there so we'll see a fair few tackle breaks and a yeah, very good football player again comes down to the dragons do you think they're going to perform over the next few he would be a decent buy but not for me and uh, and what about Moses Suli? Just a nice little seventy nine. He's he's had a couple of nice scores. Four forty k. There's probably still better options at centre wing. Yeah, I think just repeat what I said about um, Fino. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, last game of the round uh, down to Melbourne. Uh, Storm versus Warriors. Uh, Matty Lodge is back for the Warriors, as are the Bromwich brothers for the Storm. I think. Just on uh, these Warriors forwards, you know, you got Lodge, AFB. Who else we got there in the in the middle? I, I think that they're all kind of just holds now for round thirteen. If you've if you've still got them, Aitken's doing quite well. He's got a, not a, quite a nice low BE this week. Uh, Josh Curran was the other one who I mentioned there. He um he he they're all probably holds, Dan. Yeah, Josh Curran on the weekend was interesting. Owners would have been absolutely sweating. He went off like he was out for the season a couple of times, and then miraculously <laughs> came back on. Still scored decent in the fifty nine. He's nearly 600K, so I'd say his break-even is pretty high at the moment. I, I wouldn't be, you know, looking at him to trade him in at all. I probably wouldn't be looking to trade him out. You've probably got other other issues in the team there. AFB looked really good on the weekend. He's one of those guys I don't think is sustainable to play at that level every week that he did on the weekend. He, you know, put a lot of effort in. And, you know, you and Aiken, he's got that 90-something in his rolling average 546k, I think you can just hold him for now and not have to worry too much. Yeah, hold to around 13. They play there, and then if you want him, he's, he's got that good dual flexibility still. I'll be holding him um, for sure. Uh, over to the Storm, uh, X-Coats, Dan, uh, you traded him out. It's worked out well. He's 420k with a B of 103 this week. Hard, hard sell, mm. as hard as it gets. I don't know. I, I, I You know, I, I don't know. It's tough. He could he could go on a massive run, I think, in the next three particularly. Uh, his, his base is just horrible. I thought it might pick up under the guidance of Bellamy 
with the storm saying, look, you've got to put in the effort, you've got to put in the work, but he's just not getting it. We all know that he can finish off a try. He's obviously gotten involved in the first few, but it's a really tough one for owners. I think there's probably lots of options available if you go up 60K to a stag, something like that. It's a pretty easy sell. Is it, I suppose there's an option to keep him and just for those three games. And if he goes down, I mean, what could he go down to? Like 280, I suppose. You lose a bit of cash, but the, it's just... It's just the points. Like mm. he's got the ceiling, but I just I I, I don't know how people watch him. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a tough one. I think you probably rest easier by dropping him. It'll be a bit of a sweat up. But in saying that, he plays on the right wing for the Melbourne Storm, so you know the hat a hat trick isn't far off uh, for him. He will score a lot of tries. He's probably in for 15, 16 plus tries for the year. So again, it's probably looking at your team structure. If you've got a center wing, you know, other options, four, four other options that you're happy to play each week and you just want to bring him in against the lesser teams, I can see you holding that. There's a lot of options this week where you can go, which are pretty safe options in your Starling, in your Stags, even someone like a McInnes where you're getting those same sort of value, same sort of prices, uh, but you're getting a more secure output. Josh King, Dan, is someone who probably had his worst super coach performance of the year on the weekend, only a 31 with a little downgrade. The Max King scorer obviously doesn't own Josh King. Mm. He's got a BA of 49 this week. Uh, he's 462K. Uh, neither of us are owners, so we're not really best placed. But he's still got 66 minutes. I think that unless it's really suited your trades and you were you know, really pleased with your trades, he's probably another, another hold for another week. Yeah, I was very happy to see him get the 31 on the weekend. He's, you know, every time looking at the scores, I've I've been a bit disappointed in not bringing him in early. I just could have never really could find the, find the time. Now that, you know, the people that have him 462K, I would, uh, I would be considering dropping him. You know, he's obviously played out of his skin compared to what he used to be at, at Newcastle. Uh, 66 minutes, Bellamy's still got a lot of confidence in him. He's not a hard sell. And, you know, if you're looking, struggling for cash around that front row forward position, if you've got two other guns, I think you could still have him as you said, in your 17 as, as maybe that 17th man. And just finally on the Storm, uh, we spoke, we've spoken a bit about Paps. Um, if you were going to sell him in the next month or so, this, this could be the week? Right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. If you're going to sell him, this is the week. Yeah, I, I, think, it, I think it'll be a pretty pod move, but... Um, I think at 900k he's reached his max, 176 BE ankle injury. I think it's something to consider. Um, and I'm not telling you to sell or I'm not telling you to hold, but I think just have a bit of a think about it and see how you can structure your team. Could be a path to Cleary or a downgrade. I think if you broke him up, you could feasibly get two guns. So just thinking about how the balance of the side works, I'll be having a bit of a look at that this week. I think if he's out this week, I will definitely be trading him for Cleary. Uh, 100%. If he's in, if I haven't heard too much about him, otherwise injury-wise, I'm going to hold. Lane Miller, fears to the right, inside. Bateman, Bateman. Yes, yes, Canberra. All right, that gets us through to the closing part of the podcast tonight. Uh, Dan, can we get a quick update on the pod team, please? Yeah, so pod team did fairly... Land this week again. They got uh, 1,133 points. They did VC Cleary, which was good to see. A few other pods were letting them down, but uh, nothing too substantial. I think what I might do actually this week, I might throw it up on Twitter, throw the team up, get people to have a look, see what pods they might want to bring into the side for this week. Bit of a poll. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they, we talked about it. They're, they're going very average for a pod team, 55,000. They did move up 7,000 points in the rankings. Uh, and they do have an exciting team. I think, you know, they may win a week this this this, this year. But, uh, yeah, very difficult when they can't bring in some of the some of the guns and they can't bring in some of the some of the cheapies that are over 250K. Uh, given we've got a bit over time, I thought we were actually cruising, but we're, we're going a bit over time. Um, We'll go straight to who would you rather. So, Paps versus Cleary, Dan. Oh, geez. Without the injury cloud, 
if you're if you're basing it on you want to trade paps for Cleary, I'd say paps. If you're just going ahead to head, if you don't have either of them at the moment at the prices, I'd go Cleary. Yeah, agree. Uh, Cook versus Starling at the prices, Starling for me. Agree. Uh, IPAP versus Payne Haas. I'll go IPAP. I've said it every week. I've I've told everyone to trade him in every week. IPAP. I love IPAP too. Plus, you get you, you're a bigger chance for attacking stats. Haas is obviously a weapon, but I'll go IPAP too. And then uh, interesting one: Katoni Staggs and Isaac Tago both priced at just over five hundred k. Yeah. So obviously, most people have Tago this week. Uh, sorry, Tago this season. A lot of people would have dropped Stags. If you're going ahead to head right now, who would you like in your team? They're both priced at pretty much the same price. If you were going to bring one of them into your team, I would probably go Tony Stags. Yeah, I don't know. It's close. Like, yeah, I, I don't think I would. Tr- I wouldn't trade to go to Stags. Put it that way. Even with the to make money, I don't think. No, like you know, looking at Panthers, the. You know, they've said it the best side, or if not one of the best sides in the comp. Broncos, you know, absolute dross at best. You know, it's very difficult to be bringing in a centre wing who doesn't play for a good side, particularly in for, you know, a centre in one of the best sides. All right, that'll wrap us up tonight. We've spoken a lot about our potential trade, so we won't get we won't get too deep there. Thanks for jumping on tonight, Dan. It's good to have you here in person. Uh, we should have tubes back on next week, and best of luck for round seven. Yeah, thank you, Maddie. Cheers. Yeah, beauty.